I hope I can really articulate what I, um, you know, what's been sitting in my heart for, for tonight. Because we're talking about drawing from the wellspring. And really, this is a testimony of where I was not at. And if I can get um, raw and real, then I might also get emotional. Part of the problem with being a pastor. I'm not a hardened apostle. (laughs) 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 Who I must tell you, look, look, guys, I got to tell you, I'll I'll stand, I'll say it time and time again, and I just again was privileged to to minister with uh, Greg and to see the power of God at work in a man who's surrendered his life to Him and who, as a, a a called apostle, I believe, and the ministry gifting of apostle is able to resonate with all the other gifting sets. The primary calling is an apostle to actually have that ability to forge your head and to bring the kingdom reality to us. Though may not primarily, say, a pastor, able to resonate well and, and you'll know like the tuning forks it resonates well and to see that and I am so grateful to walk alongside you Greg and that's it's important to be able to hear that for something I'll bring up later on for not just for Greg but for everyone so for me it was, it's really a reality check that has brought us to here because we've uh, been launching off of um, John 4.13 where Jesus encounters the Samaritan woman And he says to her, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. Natural water, which would be nice if I could have some. (laughs) But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. And and look, I'd encourage you, part of this whole thing about doing the homework, is not to give you a tick box or something, well done, good and faithful servant. Thank you very much. Time's up. It's to perhaps move you to somewhere where you may not be now. You know, if you hear a reality of something that you're not in, you go, wow, yeah. You know, the height of stupidity is doing the same thing time and time again, expecting a different result. So we're not foolish people. We're people who can hear the word and go, oh, thank you, Lord. That was alignment. I'll do something. So it's to encourage us to, to step into him to find what we're actually telling you or sharing or declaring. Um, the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up into eternal life. Even if it's just that or those verses, meditate on them. Sit with him. And go over and over and go and just speak to me, Lord. Father, grant me, Holy Spirit, teach me what you're saying in these words. You're using pictures to paint a reality for me to, to live in, not just a, a pretty picture. And the remains of some sort of prophetic, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, but that awesome is supposed to be in here living out. We've heard how the gospel is not natural, it's not taught. Uh, to us by natural means, Acts 22.3. 
taught Anna Gamaliel how the teaching of man does not bring us into eternal, enduring life that the gospel brings. It's not something that's taught by man. I love the saying, I might say it several times through here, but for Dave said, now don't hear what I'm not saying. By hearing what I've said, don't hear what I'm not saying. Galatians uh, 1, 11 to 12, the gospel preached by Paul and the other apostles is not made up by man, not taught by man, not received from man. I tell you now, if you've got ears to hear, received by revelation from Jesus, it may come by the agency of man or woman, but is given from the Holy Spirit and received from God. For me, that was a game changer. All these holy people, these holy you know, generals of God that are bringing this information, if I see it just as that, then I'll only receive it just as that. And I'll miss what actually may be being delivered. We heard how the receiving can be like water. Who told us that one? Oh, shy. You've got shy followers, Sam. (laughs) Sam did. It was beautiful. Yeah, liquid, solid, liquid, gas. The... um, the solid, our one-to-one intimacy with God. It's to be more than just this God and me scenario. You and me, Jack, it's all good. The liquid, that revelation of the one-to-one that I'm having with you, God, is now actually being demonstrated as I can actually flow in this love one to another, and the gaseous state that then by the, just like a gas, unseen, it goes to and fro, and no one knows, and, uh, and it moves like the wind, and then suddenly, you know, there's ministry taking place, perhaps one to another. Our, our default can be, and if you're anything like me, it tends to compartmentalise, so we get solid, liquid, gas. And yet the beautiful state is when all three are one, because God is one. Now, there is a, a state for those who are a little technical, techno nerds like me, and if you start talking water to a plumber, it just triggers everything. It's great. <laughs> water has a thing called a triple point, where it's all three states at the same time. At 0.01 degrees Celsius and 615 pascals. <laughs> you put it in the right state and the right pressure, it'll reveal what it is. You'll be able to see water sitting there, bubbling with ice forming on it. That'll mess with your head. You put you or me under pressure, and you'll reveal the very state that I'm in. It's no good going looking for gas if I'm if I'm all I know is just a solid state of you and me, God. That was beautiful example, Sam. Thank you for that. I've, I've really probably because it is water. I've just mulled over that for for quite a bit so thank you Lord Um, I don't really like I haven't got a key verse that's going to grab you take it that home and that's going to shift you into eternity from here on (laughs) 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 but what I do have 
is a knowledge of the Father that I'm coming into greater and greater. And a knowledge of Jesus. That everything is contained in Christ. Of whom I'm to be found in and he is found in me. And that knowledge is increasing and it is driving and leading me. And it's giving me comfort when I find and discover the position in him that I am not in to come to him that I can be. And I hope and my prayer as as elders continue to pray for you is that you too would come into this realization. And as soon as you started speaking about grace, it's by grace you're saved through faith and that not of yourself, but it's a free gift of God. Well, what did we learn grace is this morning? So it is by the power of God that you have been saved by a faith that's not even yours. So how are you going to lay hold of it and go, oh, look what I did. It's not even yours. He gives it to you in order to what? Get you into him. That you might now, in that same power, covered by love, come into the fullness of the full measure of the full knowledge of him that you can now actually come into this inheritance. And that's what our hope, my hope, my prayer is for each one of us. But there's one thing, one thing that's going to hold you back from coming into that. And it's taken me a long time to find that. My walk's been a little bit like Sandra's and and Chris and uh, I guess so many, uh, a lot of others, particularly of an older age set. (laughs) But it's the same trap that everyone will have to face and have to give an account for and will have to figure out how to get through it. And as we've discovered in our discipleship group, the answer is Jesus. (laughs) And it is. And yet we put it through the complication blender and make it very difficult. If I don't know his way, his love, I'm likely to mess it up. If I don't know him, don't lead them to the lost. All I want to do is reach out and lead and get people saved and lead them to where? <laughs> well, I don't know, I've got you, but I don't know where we're going. <laughs> Maybe maybe you just want to find that out first, son. Don't be afraid how long it takes. Do you think 40 years is a long time? Moses realized that something was wrong. Step in the breach for them. I'll show them. I'm special. I'm the savior. I've got it sussed for you. Here I am, guys. Oh, don't you recognize I'm your savior? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm out of here. I, I, you know, I can imagine Moses going out through the desert, you know, one year, two years, three years, five years. Blow that lot. <laughs> I, go, I killed a guy for them. They don't even want me. You guys can suffer. I'm out of here, you know. 20 years? Don't want to know it. I don't want to bother them. 
don't want to know about it. Forty years later, don't forget, the New Testament tells us that Moses was strong, intelligent, articulate. So he wasn't a dummy. Forty years later, I've got nothing to say. Now I can use you. You had to be broken. What about the 40 years of the people in Egypt? Now if they had known, their prayer would have been, hurry up Moses, hurry up Moses, hurry up Moses, because you're going to get us out of this. So don't, don't, or I guess what I encourage you is, don't be afraid of how God does what he does. Draw near to him, wait on him, and allow him to bring revelation where the kingdom is. Because if I don't know his way, I'm going to create my way. And really, there's an old song, my way or Yahweh, the choice is up to you. And it really has to be Yahweh. So so this... Um, yeah, so my walk has been similar to Sandra's and I expect many others well. So over the years, having a form of godliness but effectively denying the power thereof, for me, that took the form of studying, 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 studying. While there's nothing wrong with this in and of itself, collecting information is not how I've come into and am coming into the true knowledge of God. I, I got pretty good. I mean, I joined up with the Bible College of New Zealand, started doing inst- inductive studies throughout the um, books of the Bible, um, working towards uh, a um, diploma or degree, however far I would want to go with that. That would get me some points on the board, probably give me a bit of a gown, a cap and something, and ponce around like I knew something. It would give a form of godliness, but the reality I know is now it would be denying the power Thereof. Now, again, please don't hear what I'm not saying. Because there's, there's a lot of information that I gathered that I'm grateful I've gathered it because that now God is feeding and, and drawing from, but bringing revelation from. But the place I was sitting in wasn't actually changing me at all. I was collecting, I've got these charts from, I can tell you about from creation to today, the timelines, who popped up where and when, how long between each of the fathers, who was born, the gap in between them. Did you know that um, Noah's father died five years before they went on the ark? Well, that changed me. (laughs) (laughs) Next time someone cuts me off in the car park, I'll be able to yell at them. Five years before Noah went on the ark, buddy. Just remember that one. (laughs) Is it important to know? Yes, it is. It's in Scripture. It's there for a reason, for a purpose. That when we understand that he will bring the revelation, then that's okay because it's no longer about the five years in between. It's like, it's the posture makes all the difference. 100 years to build the ark. Some say 120. I can never figure out how you get 120. 100 years. 
<laughs> wow. List of patriarchs. All the, all the information in and of itself is not going to change you. Something we heard this morning. When the, when the grace comes, you're saved by grace. There's a power that comes. When it recognize that power, it's the same power that brought me into the kingdom. It's the same power that's actually going to grow me in the kingdom. So why am I so keen to lay hold of it and now try and do it my way? Because it's the way of the flesh. And what do we hear this morning? The flesh must struggle and survive. <laughs> why does he? He doesn't like dying. Why do you not like dying? Because you don't know me. You just don't know me yet. And you don't know my ways. Stop leading them to the lost. Lead them to me. Because when they know me, oh my God, everything will change. And you'll trust me. And you'll receive from me. And you will have faith from me. And you'll walk like me. And you will look like me. That's what he wants. There's only one way. Remember I said there's something that's going to get in the way? It'll be you. It is so easy to go like this. <laughs> I'll do it that way rather than that way. <laughs> it's so easy to go like this. There's the problems. And we've got to get out there and we've got to save them. But the kingdom of God is in here. That is a wrestle. Lost my notes, hang on. So when I when I did ask the Lord into my life, there was a change. There's that honeymoon period. Uh, I'm sure pretty much most of us would have experienced when we actually ask the Lord into our life and something changes and there's this interaction where God is actually showing his love for us. Remember, it's a grace. And I remember the guy coming out and says, oh, believe it or not, I had a real potty mouth. Every second word out of my mouth when I was out on the, in the work force, they're not words I can repeat here. <laughs> Trady, no, believe it or not, it's not tradey language, it's worldly language. Because where I work in an office, I hear it thick and fast from people that you would never expect would be saying it. So it's not a tradey issue, it's a world issue. But by his grace, his power, that just changed like that. And the guy said, you know you don't swear anymore? I said, really? I don't know. I mean, there are other issues I still had to deal with. But that was like a grace card he gave to me to show me his love to lead me into. But I, I've got a problem. It's flesh that has to be overcome. Romans seven twenty four twenty five. When we're struggling with this issue of the flesh, how am I going to be drawing from this wellspring? Because I'll recognize that I've got this problem that I'm wrestling against. Because there is a wellspring for us to draw from. And there's one that we're not supposed to draw from. There were two trees in the garden. And so if I'm not drawing from that wellspring, I'm drawing from another one. And it'll appear right. You know, I love that um, the songs that we're singing tonight. And we talk about this foundation. You know, there's... there's um, there's no other foundation. Well, the truth in the song is right. There is no other foundation in order to build what Christ is building as church. But there is another foundation that well, a lot of us build on. 
This is not that one. We've got to be built on it by him. And until we really grasp that, then the tendency is that we'll actually build on our own foundation. And it'll sound good, but if we're 100% honest, for me to look in the mirror and hear a word being spoken to me and go, why does that sound right, but it's not right in here? For years. I've been Christian probably 30, well, haven't given my heart to the Lord, I'll say it that way, for 35 plus years. And for the previous 24 years, having been brought up in a Catholic church, had awareness of Christianity. So why can I hear a message that seems to be void in here? Because I need to figure out that foundation. So you want to hear about drawing from a wellspring? Ask yourself about your foundation. This flesh struggle, this getting saved part, how do I get this? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. So there. So then, with a the mind on myself, serve the law of God or the flesh, with the flesh, the law of sin. What I need to do is to come into the place where I'm actually receiving from Christ, not from the flesh. The message version, I love this. I've tried everything. <clears throat> I've tried everything and nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope. That's the place we have to get to. In fact, I heard someone say to us once, look, when you end your rope, just tie a knot and hang on. Well, that's okay to the point where you get to know him. Then he's saying, there's another step you've got to take, sunshine. Yeah. Say that again. Oh, why will you not let go? Because you don't know me. So while you're sitting on your knot, get to know him. <laughs> don't just hang there. I don't know. Know him. Cry out to him. Um, is there no one who can do anything for me? Isn't that the real question? This is the message version of that uh, verse. The answer, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and does. But I become like the Galatians. Galatians 1, 6, 7. Leaving the gospel of grace, power, of Christ to a different gospel. The man acquired knowledge of Christ. Oh my Lord, I just read that. The man. Can you grab that? The man acquired knowledge of Christ. That's me. For years. What a muppet. It's written in black and white. <laughs> this is what I knew. How did I type this? <laughs> this is what I knew. What was taught by an example by others, and this is what they knew. It's a man-acquired knowledge. Something... I hope you can hear what I'm saying. Something's got to shift in this. Now, it's, you don't just sit there and look at the book. I hope it's going to leap out of the page at me. It's, you have to read it. But the reality is, what do you do if you don't have the book? 
For a long time, they didn't have a book, and yet they were flowing in this. In 1 Corinthians 1, 25, for the, Indeed, the Jews ask for signs. Greeks search for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to Jews, a stumbling block to Gentiles, foolishness. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. So here I am, I'm in this dilemma because I know him, I know of him, I know about him, I want to know him because there's eternity tugging at my heart for this, for this deep intimacy. And yet I'm... I'm I'm trying to come to him with a, a, a way that actually walks like this. Because I'm not actually in his way, which is surrendering to allow the Holy Spirit to actually bring me into this. And you read before. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven on earth derives its name, that he would grant to you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in the inner man. The spirit man, however you want to read that, not the mental man. Because this was a mental man. (laughs) Probably some people say still is. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Something needs to take place alongside of these studies. So the studies in and of themselves are not wrong, but something needs to come with it. You know, when we look and see these spiritual generals, and it said, you know, you want Paul's ministry, then you have his sufferings. Oh, all right. Whipped and beaten, whipped and beaten. Woohoo, now i got his ministry. No. Because you could do the same thing like this. Oh, read and study, read and study. Got a diploma, got a degree, got a professorship, got a doctorate. Woohoo, I'm in. No. Something has to take place. In that place of suffering, will I surrender to knowing you? So you will be revealed as to who you are in me. In that transformation that's taken place in here, and it's now either to form it or to show that it is formed, I'll actually be in that ministry. So you can go through all that stuff and completely miss it. So the point is not to miss it. <laughs> you muppet. So many things, so many times having gone through these things but with a mental assent to it and a mental agreement but not a surrendered heart posture to be able to draw from the well, which is Christ himself. And hopefully shortly I'll show where that, the drawing from the well becomes actually completely different. So bear in mind that throughout this time of seeking him and of um, you know, walking with God and actually coming into a form of godliness but denying its power, I was having regular quiet times, an hour each morning, read and reread the Bible through from cover to cover, listen to teaching tapes, was involved in life groups, taking time away on the weekend to go and, and camp out by myself, but usually that was with an agenda for God to provide an outcome for something rather than just to be with him. <clears throat> Attending training nights, going to conferences, assisting in outreach rallies, leading Bible studies, casting demons out of people who, I don't know what I'm doing, the guy falls in my lap. Um, involved in church leadership, work as a family pastor, took six months to, off to go to Youth with a Mission, Family Ministries Discipleship Training School. That must have been good. 
co-ran a drug and alcohol rehab home for about a year, and 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 and. and. What do you get? <laughs> Another year older and a deeper in debt. <laughs> you know. None of that was wrong. Doing it in my strength was wrong. Doing it led by him is exactly what he wants. And so it's an outcome of being him, not a performance to try and create him. Oh, God, help me. Now, in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, now about food sacrifice to idols, we know that we possess knowledge, but knowledge puffs up while love builds up. What's our pursuit supposed to be? Love. The knowledge of God, who is love. And I say, if you say you love me, but say you hate your brother, then you're a liar. Well, I would never say I hate my brother. Well, no, you won't say it like this. <laughs> but let's just check the car park later. Let's just check some environment that you're in. See, we don't have to go out looking for persecution in some... Well, we don't actually have to go to a foreign country now. We, we don't look, go looking for some persecution... The stuff of life is enough to actually reveal my knowledge of God. It's just, would I be humble enough to actually look in the mirror and recognize it's me? The drawing from the well is to allow that to happen. So in all of these things, I was missing something. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. the 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 motto for for why we're used with the mission is to know God and to make Him known. Now, at that, we, we took six months. Went to Orama. At Orama, you know, I can see it now. I spent I don't know. It must have been like an hour or more, just bawling my eyes out at the table. We'd gone through the week session on the Father Heart of God. Because something broke. He just, another grace card, another power card from God to reveal him. And yet there's still, there's still an issue. Remember Galatians? Our foolish Galatians, why did you go back and find another form of gospel? He's just revealed the Father heart of God. How? By my own strength? No, by his grace to me to reveal and broken, to meet needs that were deep-seated in here about rejection and worthlessness and hating myself. To be broken by God, to be wrapped in his arms and to be held and comforted and built up so that no longer has a hold on me. And yet something is still not shifted. Because straight after that, I would leap out and go out and carry on in what I knew. I know how to know him. I just spent Lincoln, three or four months trying to figure out how to know him. You think I would have got it? Something has to take place. There's a bro- oh, Look, I'll cut to the chase. The brokenness has to take place. The shattering, the smashing that I can no longer do it in my strength. It must be by revelation from him, not by me studying him up. I can study. I enjoy the study part of it. 
but I need to, is he said to me once, son, ask me for Holy Spirit to teach you. You know, it's just recently I've got that. Why? I said, oh, okay, well, your scripture says it. Yeah, ask the Father, the Holy Spirit, how much more the Father give of the Holy Spirit to him who asks. Therefore, ask. Okay, I have Holy Spirit, please. Jesus says he is humble. There's, that's the bit that was missing for me. You know, I, had, I, I was very pri- proud of my humility. <laughs> I, was, I was very humble in my approach to things. What a flaming muppet. And I, you know, like I say that in sincerity and, and in jest. Because I needed to get to the point where I could hear a word. Now, this, the, the teaching on the fivefold ministry, to be part of that, to be able to sit under the ministry and hear that, that was so significant for me. To be able to change and to recognize that's not humility at, Paul, at all, Paul. You're as proud as the day is long. What does it take to actually say, Sam, you're a young man, but the power of God is on you. And when you speak in the gifting, the anointing that's been granted to you, having drawn from a well and having known and having a revealed posture, then I can hear and receive from you. But if I just see Sam, young man, what am I going to get from that? Then I miss, this, what a proud heart. I can't even receive the very gift that God's given me to receive. And Chris, the softness that comes with the teaching from a pastor's heart and a teacher's heart as he is able to articulate and to bring a soft word. Well, I know more than Chris. Well, I just put a block. What I've done is just chuck a boulder in the well. No wonder I can't get any water out of it. You know? There's, there are these little, I guess what I'm trying to ask and encourage you to is that as you could hear a message like you heard this morning that was full of power and go, well, I'm not there. <laughs> you know? What's the point? What, the point is he wants to bring you into him. Don't judge yourself against Greg or Sam or me, or definitely not me, or Sandra or anyone else. Your eyes are to be fixed on Jesus. You know, what is better, a five-watt lamp burning at five watts or a hundred-watt lamp burning at ten watts? Which one's actually fulfilling its destiny? So don't judge somebody else by who or what they are and the grace gift that's on them. Come to know him. Allow him to build you up and to be whatever. I mean, Rahab, you only hear about her once in the Bible, twice actually. You hear about her... You know, when she uh, protects the, the, um, the spies and then in the list of faith. So whoa, what a massive big monologue about her. No, just, just be who he's called you to be and come to know him. And you'll be find yourself, when you find yourself in Christ, lo and behold, you find yourself in a body. And lo and behold, you find yourself in oneness. So keep our eyes fixed on Jesus so that we know him. So he gives us these grace cards all along until we're coming to this point where we're actually able to surrender and come into the fullness of what he's given us. How do you come to know 
um, a love that surpasses knowledge? How do you come to know um, a peace that passes understanding? Well, that's a bit of an oxymoron. I'll tell you now, you cannot study that up. You can read all the words. You can you can break it down to Greek, Hebrew, and Russian, whatever you like. Ancient Greek, ancient Hebrew. You can spell it backwards. You can know inside out every reference to Scripture, but you will never study that knowledge. You'll experience it, and that's how you'll know Him. When Anne's brother brother-in-law died at fifteen. Tragically killed instantly. I'll, I'll say I because I'm speaking for, from my perspective. I know it was fan too, but I came to know a peace that passes understanding as he indwelt and indwelt in me in that time. I was asked to help lead the family through it and there were school kids involved and to be with the school kids at that time. Where did that power come from? Well, certainly it didn't come from me, but it was coming to know a peace that passes understanding through experiencing him now this makes sense when I was bawling my eyes out and making a mess in in Irama how did I come to know a love that surpasses knowledge he embraced me and now that those scriptures make sense and so as we as I go on come to Wellington knowing in my heart, that there's something is not right with the picture that I see of the church. The, I know I remember talking with the Lord in, in Tauranga. You say that the world will know that you have come by our love for one another. I just don't see that. I don't understand why I don't see it. I don't know how you make it. I just don't understand that. And then coming down here and here and going through in those early years, uh, there was something that was happening and knowing this was the call God had called us here. There's a, I got saved and ended up going to Catholic Church, Brethren Church, Baptist Church all at the same time. Eventually we made the Baptist fellowships our home. There's a Baptist church five minutes up the road from us. Why would we come all the way down to the rock? Because God called us, he drew us here. Because there was something that was he was doing and going to do and is doing now that he wants to reveal of himself. So I heard a message being spoken that confronted me and now it confronted this pride. Was I too proud to fall on my knees and cry out and say, that's not my reality, Lord. And so it was at that point that... I started to be able to draw from a wellspring of life. It was that point that when I, you know, there was a point when the Lord said to me, son, you have got a much deeper relationship with the ink on the page than you do with me. So, again, please don't hear what I'm not saying. He said, just put that aside for a time. Now, he knew that I Red, red, and red, red, red. So that's I figured when I started, my job is to get that in here. It's your job to get it out. I didn't realize that he needed it to be here first, not there. 
So put that aside and I want to meet with you. And, and someone had spoken to me in, in the council and said, there's no white knight. It's going to rush in and pluck you out of all your problems that you're in, Paul, and dust you with fairy dust or something, and there you go, pat you on it, you're on your way. That's not going to happen. You need to get before the Lord and get to know him. And I remember just putting that aside and just sitting, just sitting and in the spirit I was sitting there and I was at a beach, a proper beach like in Tauranga, not at Wellington. <laughs> nice white sands, all right? With seagulls and waves and anyway, where were we? That's right. So I was on the beach and there was this um, driftwood and I just I was sitting on the driftwood, I just walked and sat. I could see a man walk along and I realised it was Jesus. And he just walked and he just sat down beside me. How are you? Wow. And we just talked. Isn't that novel? Eh? Isn't that a little bit different? Oh, let's see, you know. Um, yeah, um, grace and peace of God, our Father, heart, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, praise be to God and Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. Whoop, half an hour, an hour. Wow, made that happen. Where was the intimacy? The one thing he's after, if we're drawing from the well, is relationship. Relationship, 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 relationship. This is how much this relationship costs. This is how much he loves us for relationship. If, I, if um, Anne's dad had said to me, there are Paul, there's a diary. It's all about Anne. Happy marriage. And I said, oh, well, it's lovely, sweetheart. Awesome. Got your diary. We're having a fantastic marriage. Wouldn't it be much better if I actually got to know her? If I spent time with her? The one who's committed her life to me? Wouldn't I get to know her? Wouldn't the diary actually come alive with her? Then why do we think it's any different with Christ? We need to sit with him, know him, be in love and love and in relationship with him. We talk about a wellspring. He says that it will I will give them the water I give them will never uh, start again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water. What? Welling up from within. Where's the kingdom of God? So where's the wellspring going to be from that you're going to draw from? Where's it supposed to be? Who is it supposed to be? You see, a well, Jacob's well is dug in um, stone. It's carved out of stone. There must have been a fissure or something in it for water to come out at some stage. Otherwise, why would you go, oh, I'll dig in that rock. Might be, what, let's forget the rock, let's dig in the dirt, maybe. But they dug, it's dug through a stone and down into a well. Just drop a bucket down. It's interesting. Now, it used to, they reckon it was about something like 40 feet deep. Now it's only 20 feet deep because people keep dropping rocks on it to see how deep it is. <laughs> Go figure. You know what you just did? Uh, filled up your well. 
it's interesting because why would you actually even have that well? There was other water that was actually closer. But that well had to be dug for to get the pure water that was in it. Now, the difference between a well, here's another little plumbing lesson, a well, an artesian well, is an artesian well, the water comes up of its own accord. Do you know why? Because the supply of water is higher than where you're getting it from. It's coming from a much higher source. I would miss the wellspring of life if I remained in my pride and was not able to draw from the well or receive from the well if I kept in my pride and effectively shoved a stone over the well by not receiving from a source that was coming from a higher place because of my prideful eyes that saw a woman or a man and blocked the ability to draw from the well. Because getting through over that part has radically changed how I receive and how I'm in relationship with my Lord. I'm not afraid. I am not afraid to hear, oh, that's not right, from me. I'm not afraid to hear, oh, I'm not in that. Because I'm not going to stay there. You know when they took the the Israelites went from um, Egypt to the Promised Land? He didn't tell them the in-between bit. If he did, they probably never would have gone. He did that so they would see what was revealed in their hearts so that they would come to know not just what was in their hearts but how far the God was going to provide for them so they would come to know who he is. So that when they're walking from Egypt to the promised land, realized the issue they were facing, they were going to lean into him and come into a land flowing with milk and honey. But because of a hardened, stubborn heart, they leant back to what they knew here, what they knew of Egypt, even to the point where they were effectively saying that it was a land flowing of milk and honey. (laughs) How dumb could you be? You were there. You know what it was like. It was definitely not milk and honey. You know? But the purpose of that, of the the hardships, the pressing, is so that he can know, or so that you can know where you truly are at, so that you can know who he is as he forms himself in you. That's why I'm not afraid. I'm no longer afraid to be able to draw from that well. Amen. That's enough. Now, I was a little hard-pressed being overseas and what have you, so we've got some questions, but they're going to come up here rather than get on a piece of paper to pass around, okay? So have a have a chat, have a dialogue. If you've got any questions, whatever, um, but have a good time. <laughs>